are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, January 22nd, 2021. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, please be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page at capital L capital O underscore Blackhawks with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. I'm posting a little later in the afternoon today, but I wanted to do that so I could get a little bit of a better feel of who the Blackhawks are going to roll with in their lineup tonight against the Detroit Red Wings following their first morning skate at the United Center where the beat writers could actually be in attendance to let us know who's skating where, who who looks like they're going to be in the lineup tonight and all that. But before I talk about that stuff, I wanted to be sure to mention the couple of transactions that the Blackhawks made on Thursday afternoon, starting with placing forward Brandon Peary on waivers. Peary, it's not really much of a surprising move, as he's only played once this season through the first four games. That, of course, came in the season opener. Uh, And now Philip Kirshev has made his way into the lineup consistently, and rightfully so. Kirshev's been pretty effective here through his first three NHL contests. So even though I do feel, I do still feel like Peary could help this team offensively. I think the right call is to be having Kirishev in the lineup over him at this point. I mean, we're winless through the first four games, and and it only makes sense to be focusing on the future already at this point. And Peary certainly isn't likely to be part of this rebuild here in Chicago. Um, So not a surprising move, as I said, that the Blackhawks placed Peary on waivers. Uh, He did manage to clear this morning. None of the other 30 NHL teams put in a claim for him. And after he claimed that the Blackhawks placed Peary on their taxi squad this morning, and that opened up a roster spot for Carl Soderberg, who has finally joined the Blackhawks after solving his visa issues, and then he had to quarantine in Chicago for a week. But now Big Carl, he's finally here in Chicago practicing with the team. He practiced with the boys yesterday, and, and then he took part in the morning skate this morning as well. So great to finally have Soderbergh here with the boys, and he should be making his season debut here sometime in the near future. The Blackhawks also moved Brandon Hagel to their active roster on Thursday permanently, or I guess not permanently, but they placed him off the taxi squad and put him on the active roster for the moment after his strong showing on Tuesday against the Panthers. And I really liked what I saw from Hagel. He was really aggressive with and without the puck. He was laying some big hits in the corners, grinding hard to win some puck battles, and he wasn't afraid to be physical. So uh, he, he was really good in that aspect. And he also, you know, picked up right where Matthew Highmore in that fourth line left off. Hagel slotted right in and uh, continued to have success the fourth line continued to have success with Hagel in there rather than Highmore, so that was good to see. Um, and then Hagel also had a huge shot block late in the third period that helped force the game to overtime. So it was a pretty noticeable appearance for Hagel in the lineup, especially 
in a fourth-line role. And as a result of that, I, I expect him to continue to get some looks here in the bottom six. I know the Blackhawks like him a lot. And it's kind of like the situation with Kirishev. With the team, you know, being in this scenario that they're facing right now, 0-3-1, no Doc, Taves, Nylander, or Seabrook. The season's already looking like a wash. So knowing all of that, it really only makes sense to keep giving Hagel looks in the lineup because... Uh, as I said, they like him a lot, and I think he has the potential to be a difference maker for this forward group. I don't know if he'll ever have that skill set to be a consistent point producer, but I see him, you know, as a good energy guy to have around, kind of a glue guy that can be out there in any given situation. So I like the decision to place Hagel on the active roster, but it is still going to be tough to get him in the lineup because you have to think he's going to be in there over guys like Matthew Highmore or maybe Ryan Carpenter, you know, both good players down there on the fourth line who probably aren't deserving of a healthy scratch. But given the situation the Blackhawks are in, that just might be the result if Colleton wants to keep giving Hagel opportunities in the lineup. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that takes care of the transactions that the Blackhawks have made in the last couple of days. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about the Blackhawks lineup for tonight's matchup against the Detroit Red Wings. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts, and use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. The NFL playoffs are heading into the conference championships, college basketball is closing in on March Madness, NHL has returned, the sports world is just absolute madness right now, and there's only one place that has you covered for all your betting needs and one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. You can also visit the Lockdown Podcast Network's exclusive partner on social media at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and don't forget to use that promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I just finished up talking about some of the moves the Blackhawks made to their active roster in the last 24 hours. Moving on now, I wanted to be sure to talk about the lineup the Hawks are expected to roll with tonight against the Red Wings. And with the morning skate already wrapped up, we pretty much know who's going to be in the lineup tonight and who's not. And we're not expected really to see we're not expected to see any changes here really. Head coach Jeremy Colleton spoke after the morning skate and confirm that there's not going to be any changes to the lineup from Tuesday, meaning that, at the moment, Kevin Lankinen is set to get his second consecutive start in goal, and Brandon Hagel will remain in the lineup over Matthew Highmore, which, as I just talked about, Highmore's probably not deserving of these back-to-back healthy scratches, but with a bit of a logjam in that department, now that there's some young forwards in the group that are getting playing time. These are the kind of things that are going to happen from time to time in order to get a young guy in there. So 
tough for Highmore that he's the one having to take a seat for Hagel, but I'm fairly sure that he'll be on the other end of that decision by Colleton at some point here in the next couple of games. I don't think the plan at all is to have Highmore as a healthy scratch going forward. But the big news here is that Kevin Lankinen will get another chance to show his stuff in net tonight, and I thought he was pretty good for the most part on Tuesday. He made most of the saves he was supposed to, in my opinion. His defense just didn't give him a lot of help. There were multiple breakaway opportunities for the Panthers. They had a bunch of odd man rushes. Two power play goals, even the overtime winner by Frank Vetrano, as I said on Wednesday's episode. That one was due to a defensive zone breakdown by Duncan Keith. So overall, I thought Lankinen did his job well for the most part, and I like the decision to give him another look here tonight. I know Subban is deserving of one as well, but this is an open competition after all, and I think based on what Colleton was saying, they just really wanted to give Lankinen some consistent playing time to see if he can get on a roll or something. Or maybe, you know, tonight the defense actually helps him. Uh, if that happens, I certainly think he's capable of holding this Wings team to th two or three goals. So I'm content with this decision to go with Lanks once again, and that probably just means that Subban will be the next man up whenever Colleton, you know, chooses to pull Lankinen out of that starting gig. All right, Taking a look at the Blackhawks' projected lines and pairings, they actually didn't practice any line rushes or anything this morning at this morning skate, but based on yesterday's combinations, expect to see Debrinkit, Suter, and Kane together once again as the first line, and then Dominic Kubelik, Dylan Strom, and Philip Kirishev as the second. But one thing I would like to see is this trio getting some more ice time together all the way through the contest. I feel like towards the ends of the games, Carlton, he, he kind of pulls Kirishev. Kirishev kind of gets bumped out of the rotation to double shift Kane a little bit. And I get why we're doing that. You know, we're behind and we need some offense. But I, I just think Kirishev can really learn from crucial moments like that at an early age. So I would like to see the second line stick together a little bit more throughout the course of tonight's game. Then, the third line, as it's been in every game so far, should be Matthias Janmark, Lucas Walmark, and Andrew Shaw. I know they haven't produced anything offensively so far, but they've had some pretty good chances. I think Walmark and Shaw both have been two of the more noticeable Blackhawks that have yet to be on, uh, yet to score their first goal of the season. So I like what they've been doing offensively, and on the defensive side of things, they've been strong as well. And I really like how all three guys have the capability of going in there and winning a faceoff. That's what really makes a checking line great. So I like how Colleton has kept this line together, uh, and that leaves Brandon Hagel, David Kampf, and uh, Ryan Carpenter who they, they moved the puck well together on Tuesday when Hagel hopped in. That, that's been one of the Blackhawks' uh, bright moments here through, those, through these first four games, even though they've been all losses. The fourth line has been very energetic, and they've also, even though they haven't scored a goal yet, I thought that for a fourth line, they've been doing well in terms of puck possession and creating chances in the offensive zone. So uh, I'm hoping that tonight they can finally cash in for some offense against... Uh, subpar defensive squad like the Red Wings. Moving on to the defense now, Colleton has decided to go back to Duncan Keith and Connor Murphy as the top defensive pairing, and I don't know about that decision. This pairing has not been very good together so far, both at even strength and on the penalty kill, but with Boquist struggling, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't really give Colleton much of a choice, and it wouldn't really make sense to elevate Boquist's role at this point. You don't want to give him more minutes when he's struggling in his own zone at this point. So uh, 
as I said, it doesn't really seem like the Blackhawks or Colleton have any choice but to move Murphy back up to that top pairing. And that's also because the second pairing of Calvin DeHaan and Ian Mitchell, they've probably been the Blackhawks' best. So if you can't break up that pairing, you can't really do anything besides keep Keith and Murphy together. So I understand that decision. I get why Colleton did that. And that obviously leaves big Nikita Zadorov with Boquist on the third pairing. Boquist's been fine on the offensive side of things, in my opinion. He's got three assists already, but obviously he's yet to take that next step on defense like we were all hoping for him to do. And alongside Zadorov, that big bastard, life, you know, it should be, theoretically, it should be easier for Boquist in his own zone, and that just has not been the case so far. So if we see Boquist struggle again tonight against Detroit, then we could see Lucas Carlson, Nicholas Bodan, or Wyatt Kalanuck earn a look in the Blackhawks lineup sometime soon. Alright, I think that takes care of the Blackhawks lineup tonight against Detroit. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to share my three keys to victory as well as all the gambling lines and odds courtesy of betonline.ag. Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Get the upper hand in your fantasy leagues with daily fantasy hockey advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Colin gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season long dynasty and DFS leagues. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey wherever you may get your podcasts. Okay, I just finished up sharing the Blackhawks' expected lineup tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. Before I wrap up the show today, of course, I have to share all the gambling lines and odds for tonight's contest, courtesy of the Lockdown Podcast Network's exclusive partner, betonline.ag. And then I also want to give, per usual, my three keys to victory for the Blackhawks. But starting with the lines, according to BetOnline right now, the Blackhawks are actually the favorites tonight at the United Center. They currently are minus one and a half at plus 174, while the Red Wings are plus one and a half at minus 199. I know those odds aren't very good for the Wings, but it's pretty likely that they either win or lose by just one goal tonight against the struggling Hawks. So out of those two, I would probably have to say that's the better bet. But if you're feeling ballsy and you think the Hawks can win by two goals in their home opener tonight, plus 174, that's a pretty fantastic number. You throw 20 bucks down on that, and if the Hawks cover, you walk home with nearly $35 of profit. Uh, just in my opinion, though, until the Hawks actually win a game, it's hard to take them by two goals. So, the safe bet, in my opinion, is probably the Wings minus one one and a half here. Then, looking at the money lines, the Hawks currently are minus 126, while the Wings are plus 114. So, again, with the Wings being 2-2 two and two and looking impressive so far, while the Hawks are 0-3-1, I, I just think that the chances that the Wings win and the payout, it's in their favor. It kills me as a Hawks fan to say that, but... 
to not even to not have even odds for the Hawks money line when they're 0 3 and 1, that's just not an enticing enough payout for me to take them at those odds. So uh, again, I think Detroit here is probably the better bet. Plus 114 if they win. They're 2-2. Two and two. They've had a couple of impressive wins so far. They've looked like an actual, complete hockey team. So, until the Blackhawks prove me wrong, I think you have to hammer their opponents, both money line and puck line. Then, looking at the over-under, the over's been pretty good to the Hawks so far. It's hit on three out of their four games so far, and the one time it didn't was the season opener when the Blackhawks only scored one goal. The the over came, came up uh, half a goal shy. Um, but again, with the Blackhawks right now struggling to keep the puck out of their own net, plus looking at the over-under right now, it's at six. Usually for Blackhawks games, the over-under is at six and a half. Right now, it's at a flat six. So, I would go and run as fast as I can to betonline.ag and I would hammer that over on six because, as I said, we all know the Blackhawks are having problems on defense right now, and the Wings, they don't exactly have uh, the strongest defense or the best goaltending either, so I would have to say hammer the over on six. It's at minus 110 right now, which is a pretty fair number, and that's probably my favorite bet for tonight's contest. Moving on now to... My three keys to victory for the Chicago Blackhawks. First, play with the lead early on. They've had one lead so far through four games, and it came early in the third period last uh, on Tuesday against the Panthers, and it didn't even last two minutes. So I think if the Blackhawks can score that first goal and jump out to an early lead, I think that does wonders for their confidence, and obviously it makes the remainder of the night a lot easier rather than having to come from behind, which has been, unfortunately, a common theme for the Hawks early on. My second key is give Kevin Lankinen some help tonight. The defense has been atrocious through these first four games, and in Lankinen's debut on Tuesday, the defense, as I've talked about a couple times on this episode already, they didn't do much to give him help. So if the defense can tighten things up, I like Lankinen's chances of allowing just a couple of goals here tonight, giving the Hawks a much better opportunity at their first victory of 2021. Last but not least, my final key of the night is to be the more disciplined team. The Blackhawks PK has not been very good so far, and stupid penalties have really cost them early on. So I think if the Blackhawks can can stay out of the box and be the more disciplined team, I like their chances of winning tonight, especially with how well the power play has fared through these first four games. So if we win the special teams battle, I think we pick up two points at the United Center here tonight against the rival Red Wings. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Friday, January 22nd's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is underway, and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Lockdown NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. 
don't forget that the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is Mailbag Monday. So for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until Monday's episode, go Hawks. A couple big games here at home against the Detroit Red Wings over the weekend. Let's go and get a couple W's. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.